Hello friends, family, regular and new listeners, welcome, welcome. You're listening to This Is Fine, a podcast that centers ideas, issues and information related to different areas of mental health from traumas to self-improvement and I, your currently extremely frigid, well frigid, no, cold host Ivor, unpack insights and lessons and life experiences that may provide some direction as you navigate your own life. So, um, it's been a while since I've taken the time to sit down in front of this microphone and um, that decision was purposeful. Uh, Lately, I've been finding everything has a purpose. What is challenging, though, is that we can't always identify it. I've stepped away for a number of reasons. Among them is that I needed space to gather my thoughts, space to live, mostly alone, sometimes with friends, good friends, new friends, old acquaintances. And then there were moments where I sat with questions, thoughts, ideas, looked at my behaviors. And another reason is... I guess, a lack of planning, if I'm going to be honest with myself and honest with you, a lack of planning and a lack of organization, an improper use of time, a a use of social media as consumption and not utility. And um, all these things combined made me question my confidence in a sense. And uh, it made me also think about how I find it very confounding that I am considered a confident person. You know, I've I've never, never felt confident. I've felt prepared, but never confident. So, I decided to revisit this idea of confidence. In my personal life, many of you, or some of you that may know me, Um, You may know my stance on confidence, so some of what you hear may be familiar, but peppered with some new thoughts. One thing that keeps me from doing a lot of episodes, though, is the knowledge and, I would say, deep resonance or a deep understanding that we experience life not as it is, but as we are. So we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. That is to say that we see the world through our conditioning, our rose-colored glasses, if you will. And I'd like to further that by saying that if you're not in the habit or the practice of edifying yourself or re-examining your viewpoints, then that is applicable to you as it is to me in, in some areas of my life. It's a hard thing to look at the world as it is. I think it's hard because it hurts. Maybe that's why we look at the world as we are. You know, and, and that's, that's, that simple statement is, is sobering and frightening at the same time. So even though I know my experience can, well, can only come from me, there is a lingering understanding that by the mere fact that we are human, there are connections in our experiences. Where there is connection, we can learn. Where we can learn, we can know better. And when we know better, we can do better. 
What you'll hear next are my thoughts on confidence and what I've learned. I share this viewpoint in the hopes that there may be something you can take and apply to your life. Hopefully, you know, make it a a 1% change for the better. All right, let's let's get into it. So, confidence seems to be this mix of magic and luck that just belong to other people and not to me. Kind of like a a sprinkle of fairy dust, a kind of charismatic surety in moving through the world. What does it really mean to have confidence? Rich people have it, poor people have it, children have it, adults have it, white people have it, black people have it. So we know that confidence does not discriminate. Now it may be harder to come by for others than it is for most, but once you find it, once you come by it, you'll always know where to find it again. So I consider confidence a habit that enters the door about three seconds after courage has entered the room. You see, as you may remember, I like to imagine emotions as as people, as corporeal forms. So this imagining of confidence as a being, as a corporeal manifestation, helps me observe and analyze myself in an effort to get to the business of me. In a roundabout way, this was taught to me by my often quoted beloved Dr. Maya Angelou when she said, Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. If you are to conquer anything, courage is the only virtue you must cultivate first. So, invite it into your heart. Get to know it. Notice that I do not use the words have to, need to, or should. You must have courage before you can do anything. Consider for a moment that to become confident, one must first take a look at your self. In this instance, I want to separate the words your and self to create the image of looking at one's self. Look at one's thoughts, one's behaviors, one's self. Looking at those things requires courage. Look at your shortcomings. Make peace with them. Look at your strengths. And resolve not to boast, but let your actions reveal them when the moment calls for it. Since I was 17, I've kind of always hated my body, and I think that in turn my body hated me. I started losing my hair, and and since childhood, cousins, family members, peers, and adults have always reminded me of how vertically challenged I was. You know, and, and I naturally, you know, at no fault of theirs, they are just human beings, but I naturally internalized that those thoughts and and it became uh, an insecurity no wonder short people develop short man syndrome right so and i also wasn't attractive in the conventional sense of the word and so this too was something that i guess peers felt obliged to remind me of ad nauseum and uh, i'm pretty sure that i also told other people that they were ugly and 
and you know some people are more sensitive some people are less sensitive and we as children as as even as adults we don't realize what the words we say to other people how it impacts them and the thing is that i look at back at all of that and and you know i say that not to garner sympathy but just to take a look at where i was and where i am and now when i walk into the room just as cool as you please i know that i belong there just like everyone else and once i started you know as a kid as as an as a teenager accept accepting that i'm losing my hair people could no longer use it against me once much later in life that i accepted i'm not conventionally attractive i could focus on what i could control and that is how i approached the world so under the encouragement of a friend who has been living a life of impaired hearing and vision yet still a very confident man i spent a summer going out the we- the weekend saw me at bars and clubs and the mission was to get rejected yes rejection therapy i would approach people i would talk to them and the goal was for for them to reject me now i wasn't going to go and say things to get rejected the intent was to talk to them get them to engage with me and when they rejected that was what i was looking for if that makes sense i'm not going to say oh you're ugly and then someone <laughs> rejects me that's stupid but um so when i would approach someone to talk to them and they reject me of course you know my ego feels hurt and 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 i felt uncomfortable and when i felt like a little bit of a fool that's when i knew that i was on the right track the next time i'd come back ego still a little bit tender to the touch a little black and blue but somehow a little bit more unbothered through this brutal and a little bit like expensive process one thing became evident what is inseparable from courage is vulnerability vulnerability and courage are required to look at yourself and make peace with those things that you consider to be unpleasant but in some ways more importantly what i've learned is to disidentify with those things that you think are good about yourself courage is required to approach someone it makes you vulnerable to the possibility of rejection as courage and vulnerability work together along with your shortcomings and your strengths you start developing a sense of ease and comfort with yourself and as you present yourself to the world in this state of comfort you begin to notice that people might consider you confident so confidence is a habit of being vulnerable and courageous with your shortcomings yet humble and gracious with your strengths so instead of keeping your shame inside and wearing your strengths like armor do the opposite know the names of your fears and your insecurities and call them out before anyone else can let them walk beside you where you can best keep an eye on them 
in lieu of having them roam around inside you where they coil around your heart and create self-doubt. So when they echo the internalized disapproval and hatred other people spoke upon your spirit, you can tell them, no, no, I am watching you. So it seems to me that the thing to do is not to wear your strength as shiny armor that needs to be kept polished by praise and recognition. Instead, keep your strengths in your heart like a source of of unwavering energy that fuels your soul so that when you enter the room, people notice that something about you. They give you a double take. Even though you may not be the richest, most attractive, the tallest, wealthiest, whatever person in the room, you do become magnetic. And why not even a little enigmatic? They look at you. They don't know why. But they cannot take their eyes off you. That's confidence. All right, everyone, this was a short one. Usually I'd be um, a little bit self-conscious or a little bit stressed about the fact that it is so short, but I think some people appreciate the shorter episodes and some people like the longer episodes. We all have different tastes, don't we? Um, please enjoy your holiday season. I hope you spend it with the people that you love, the family that you have, or the family that you chose. Um, be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, that's very important, and uh, do something that makes someone smile. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>